Good morning and welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. We are studying the book of Galatians. I like to call it the letter uh, of Galatians to us because it's not only to them, it's the Word of God to us as well. And I tell you what, for the last 13 years almost, we've been studying the Word of God in the light in which it was written, which is the cross of Jesus Christ. And so much uh, revelation has come, so much maturing has come. Uh, so much learning has come, and I'm just so thankful to be in the river, finally understanding what the river is. And, and it's not just a, a woo, a move of God. It is a move of God to be in the river, but it is the revelation of the cross. And you get in when you're born again, then if you keep your faith there, it begins to rise. And before long, you're just swimming in the revelation of Christ. And I'm thankful today for that. Uh, don't forget to avail yourself to all our messages, teachings, worship services at uh, thecrosswaychurch.com. Uh, and all of them are uploaded to my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. I just recently, this morning, got through uploading all of our Together in Truth episodes we recorded with Christopher Jones, Nelson Mayfield, and myself. Fourteen episodes we talk about sanctification, repentance. They're great broadcast. Avail yourself to that. Again, that's Curtis Hutchinson 316. And... Uh, uh, we have a church app as well, Crossway Church, for your smartphone. You don't have to go through the, all the, inner, uh, the, the websites and all that stuff. You can just get right on our church app, watch live, or the archives are there. So I'm thankful for that. Don't forget to pray for me and Pastor Mark Goldwire, Pastor Luke Pogue, as we'll be headed to the Philippines in uh, a little over two weeks from now for a two-week period. And they're traveling around within that great nation delivering this gospel. Uh, one of the first, I think the first stop will be at the Bible College where we'll be there two or three days and uh, just be in prayer that there, the souls would be saved that are lost and the, the souls that are already saved would, would see the truth that's delivered, would see the way of sanctification is what it really is because that's what we need as children of God is to know how to live for God. And I'm thankful for that. And uh, don't forget... Uh, if you're anywhere living close to Queen City, Texas, uh, church services here start at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, 6.40 Wednesday night. And uh, we're just excited for all the new people that pop in all the time and, and thankful that God is building His church right here in our Oklahoma, Texas region. Well, Andrew's graduating tonight with lots of other kids from school. So uh, I'm thankful Andrew made it all the way through school and was a blessing to all that was around him. And I know bigger things are coming for him and all of our graduates this year. And so uh, I'm thankful for my, my sons, my daughter, and all the things that God has given me. Are you ready for your miracle today? You know, Paul told the church in Rome when he wrote to them, he said, you know, I can't wait to get there. I'm praying God give me a, a prosperous journey that I might get to you and impart a spiritual gift to you. And then he tells them how that was going to happen. He said, because I can't wait to get there and preach the gospel. The gospel is the avenue by which 
The Holy Spirit imparts to us all that He does. Outside of that, He does not impart anything to us. He He gave us salvation when we believed in Christ. He baptized us into the body of Jesus Christ. And He will continue to lead us and impart daily the benefits Jesus died to give us freely if we will keep our faith in the cross. So, let's not forget that. Today, you can receive something of the Lord. He has something in this teaching for you that will benefit you greatly. So, make sure you get your Bibles, your your your, your mind is on, on straight, and you pay attention today because God is going to minister to us. Praise God. Let's ask the Lord for a mighty blessing this morning before we begin. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your Word today. Lord, It is your word. You've spoken this to us. God, I pray that you'd give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church today. That, Lord, faith would come because we know when faith comes, we're moved. Faith When faith comes, faith overcomes. Faith matures. Faith delivers. Faith brings the life and and everything that we need. And we thank you, Lord. Give us a greater revelation of your Son, Christ Jesus, today in this letter we're studying. God, impart a spiritual gift into our hearts today. And we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Paul here, in verse 9 of Galatians 3, says, So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. And he's got a dilemma on his hands here in the Galatian church because they've been saved, filled with the Spirit, seen miracles working in their church by the Spirit of God. And Paul has already uh, told them it's not through the law that all these things have happened. It's through the hearing of faith. Not just hearing something, the hearing of faith. Listen, the hearing of faith is when you have the Word of God ministered to you in its righteous context. That means concerning Christ and the avenue of which He was sacrificially given for us at Calvary. In that avenue, you have the hearing of faith. Outside of that, you have the hearing of flesh. And that's just the way it is. If it's not in a righteous context, then it's just the only thing that's going to be the result of us even of experiencing, reading, studying, having preached or taught to us the Word of God. If we don't hear it in faith, if we don't hear it in its righteous context, Flesh will be there instead of faith. Because let me say this, and I know a lot of people have struggled with this over the last few weeks of this teaching here at Crossway Church. But you you, you can't run from it. You can repent and ask God to help you and and, and cling to the, the, the cross with your faith. Uh, or you can just run away mad. But when faith comes, faith does something. It's what Paul meant, a spiritual gift imparted unto you. It may not change your situation, but it will every single time, it will change you. If faith comes, you will be changed. I didn't say made perfect. Nobody's going to be till we see Jesus. But when faith comes, a breath of fresh air comes. Hope comes. Peace comes that you may need today that you've just been in chaos and everything's out of order and hard times have hit you and your family. If faith comes... Peace can be in the midst of that storm. If faith comes, deliverance can come. But faith must come first. God's just not going to do something. 
faith must come. And when faith comes, we're moved. If we're not moved and we're still stuck, then we need to wonder where faith is. Let me say it again. It may not knock that mountain down today. It may not crumble that giant today. But it will always affect you. Without a doubt, faith moves us. And it cannot fail because it works by love. If it's true faith, if it's the hearing of faith, then it's going to change you. Even if it's a little bit, it's going to affect you if it's true faith. You may not jump out of the bubble you've been trapped in for years or a week, but you will be changed if faith comes. And if you keep the faith, the faith will keep you being changed and conformed. So don't let go of faith. It's the only thing you've got. And when I say faith, I mean faith in the cross. Hallelujah. Because your faith in the Word of God won't do you any good if your faith is not in the cross. And Paul is dealing with that in the church of Galatia. All the people in the church today running around wondering why all this warning and the preaching of the cross and, and, and all the talk of you can't be under law, God won't, and all these things. And, and people hear that and they're just like, why are they harping on that? God's going to do what God's going to do. You need to understand that's a bad thought you're having there. That's wrong. If that was right, we wouldn't need the letter to the Galatians. We wouldn't need to, uh, Paul wouldn't have had to stand up and rebuke Peter face to face. This letter wouldn't have needed to be written. We can be off track in the, in the twinkling of an eye. I'm talking about us, the us who know the message of the cross. These people knew the message of the cross. Filled with the Spirit. Miracles taking place and moved because they feared, they valued someone else, something else brought fear into their hearts. So Paul, having to write this letter, and, and he says in verse 9, So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. That means as long as our faith is in what Abraham's faith was in, we're blessed with Abraham. What was Abraham's faith in? The coming seed, the promise of the seed. Romans 4 tells us that he believed in the God who could justify the sinners. That means his faith was in the sacrifice. And then he goes on to say in verse 10, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, because it is written, Cursed is every one that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. You know, it's amazing that people think they, they can get saved by doing something, or they can even live a life of being sanctified before the Lord by doing something. And that's just law, and God doesn't work in law. The only thing God does in law is reach to get you out from under law. That's all He does. He, he did away, the Bible says, He did away with the first that He might establish the second. He did away. We moved out of the age of law and into the age of grace. And the law changed, and the Hebrews 7 says, because the, the law changed, the priesthood had to change. We're no longer... Uh, uh, Living under law with its uh, ministry of condemnation and death, we live under grace where instead of the law saying you must do and realizing we can't, grace says he did it and faith in him means you can. Hallelujah. That's Christianity. So those people that are out there saying you got to do this to get saved, yeah, yeah, Jesus and the cross, but also you have to, they're really telling God the cross wasn't enough. 
But the cross was enough, my friends. Jesus did finish the work. All we can do is have faith in that and walk in it. If we try to add to it, we go back under the law. And under the law is a curse. And what's the curse? It's death. And for the child of God, death is separation. And that's, that's why the letter's written, because the children of God in Galatia were separating themselves from the one. Paul said it in, in the very first part of the letter, Galatians 1 and 6, I marvel that you've so soon removed yourself from the one that called you into this grace. We can remove ourselves from him. We can remove ourselves. Go keep going through the motions like it's all hunky-dory, and there's a move of God taking place, and God is not even operating in anything we're doing because if our faith doesn't remain in the sacrifice of Christ alone then we remove ourselves from him how does that happen we go back under the law we go back in a ministry of condemnation and death which is separation for you and me and I need to say it again death is separation in fellowship for the child of God. You and I are born into this life as sinners, dead in sin, separated from God. Because sin, the wages of sin is death, and death is separation. We're born separated from God. Why? Because we're dead in our trespasses, our sins. Death is separation. And when you and I go back under the law, we go back under the place where we're separated from God. We don't lose our soul because we go back under law. We just lose our fellowship. And we can fake it for 60 years until we make it. But that's all we'll be doing because God is looking for a people who will allow Him to bring them out, redeem them by the blood of Jesus from the law to grace. Grace is what He's doing now, not what you have to do. Understand that. Grace is what God is doing. Law is what you had to do and couldn't. Grace is what God will and can do through you because of your faith in what He did in His Son on the cross. Praise God. Law is what you do. Grace is what God does right now. We need grace. What does that mean? But most of the church doesn't even understand grace. They just think it's a poof of something floating around that you get every once in a while. No, grace is the very presence of God in your life doing what you can't do what you don't deserve to have done, and what you can't earn or pay for. It's God working in your life. And because the Scriptures tell us all His works are done in truth, Psalms 33, 4, and Jesus is the truth, and what makes Him the truth is what He did at Calvary, God only works in that. And again, we say, that is why the letter of Galatia was written to the Galatian churches. Paul had a revelation of this. God only works in this place. If you move your faith from the cross and you join up with the purpose-driven, the you speak it, you blab it and grab it, you confess it, and, and the word of faith, false doctrine, and the, and the walk of Emmaus, and the, the promise keepers, and everything you put your faith in besides the cross, you remove yourself from Him and go back under the law where the only thing that exists is condemnation and separation from fellowship with God. 
And you don't ever need to forget that. And I'm telling you, we're in a reformation right now. It's taking place. I promise you, every single day, there's Christians all over the world coming out of religion, coming back out of law that they were seduced and duped and, and deceived and went back under. I be one of them. Praise be to God. I'm not going back under law. I feel like sometimes we, we still dip in and out of law, just like Peter did. I feel like sometimes we all still dip in when we, we turn to what we got to do. We're, it's so subtle. It can happen so suddenly, Peter being used so greatly as he was, still he was moved by fear and joined the ranks of the legalizers again. Because fear can move you to give somebody honor or value that, that you shouldn't be giving it to. Somebody preaching law and, and you saying, God bless you. And well, like, you know, at least they, you know, at least they got love going on there. At least they got, the, listen, if they're out of the faith, they hadn't got anything going on there because God only works in truth. And if my faith is not in the cross, I'm not, I'm not walking in the truth and, and God only works in the truth. You know what? There's a lot of ministries right now that need to need to wake up and understand what the word determined to know nothing else means. I'm talking about there's some ministries right out there right now who will say something one day and then the next day turn right around and say the opposite. One day talk, say something about, listen, if you don't get out of those denominations, you know, you're not going to ever live like you should. And then turn right around and say something positive. I mean, come on. Which way are we going? We need to get off the merry-go-round and get back in the narrow, straightforward race. We need to quit spinning in circles and open our Bibles and preach Christ and Him crucified and warn the people that there's death in those places that are not preaching this message. There's separation from God in those places that are not preaching this message. And it's, and it's not, not something we need to hear every once in a while. This is all we need to hear. The pointing to the cross, the warning if you're going the wrong way, and it's not working for you. It's not, if it's not working for you, it's because you're not in the faith. Because when faith comes, faith always moves us. It always gives us that overcoming strength of Christ. Hallelujah. He says in verse 10, we'll read it again. For as many as are of the works of the law, that means you doing something to get saved, or you committing a work to be sanctified. You're under law if that's you. Every person out there, every denomination, every preacher, every person in the world that says you have to do something physically to be born again, saved, or sanctified, they're they're preaching and teaching law to you. And the Bible in Romans 7, 5 says, puts the sin nature in motion. When somebody's telling you you have to do something to be saved, delivered, or do something to find healing, do something to be sanctified, do something. That's law. Grace is what God does. Law is what you do. Boy, this is good this morning. Listen, under law... It's just you. But guess what? It's just you without the Lord. Because the only thing the Lord does under law is encourage you, is reach His merciful hand through the blood He shed for you to get you out of the law. The law is not just the Ten Commandments. The law is whatever you think you have to do to be saved. Whatever you think you have to do to be sanctified. Whatever you think you have to do to be matured in the, in the things of God. Listen, the Holy Spirit has to do that, and He does it through your faith exclusively in the cross. 
He says, For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So how many people's cursed? Everybody. Because nobody's ever done everything written in the book of the law. Not a human being on the planet. And for those who are bound in Catholicism, Mary was a sinner too. She didn't obey the law. Nobody's ever obeyed the law fully. There might have been a day that went by that, that Mary didn't lie. But guess what? She committed a sin in her life, and she was born a sinner, just like the rest of us. This is a profound and overlooked, for the most part, by all the church, a scripture that we need to talk about this morning. If the cross of Christ isn't the focus and the message within all sermons, obviously the only other thing there is, is law. That's it. The cross delivers from law all other messages and just the assumption by the preacher that his people are walking with their faith in the cross. I'm telling you, he's wrong. Most churches today are a melting pot. This group over here believes this. This group believes this. This group believes that. And if the cross would be preached, there could be unity in the church and a departure by all those who refuse to come back to faith and grace. Hallelujah. Obviously, the only other thing uh, that, that's there, if it's not the message of the cross, is, is law being presented to the people. And all that are of the works of the law are under the curse. This means all who preach and teach works for either salvation or sanctification are not under grace, but under the law that brings with it a curse. The curse is death. That's what the curse is. Death. If you can't keep the whole law, you got to die. You, you've got you've got to die. You know, you're under the curse. If you can't keep the law, you're under a curse. Think about that. And the, what God did, what God provided under the Old Testament, because nobody could keep the law, not even Moses. Moses come down the mountain with the Ten Commandments, broke them first. <laughs> Threw them and broke them. <laughs> hey, nobody's ever kept the law outside of Jesus. Nobody has ever kept the law without breaking the law other than Jesus. And you need to remember that. And if you can't keep the law, you got to die. So what God did in the Old Testament, knowing no one would ever keep the law, He had already established before the foundation of the world what we needed so we could make it right through the age of law. Listen, the Bible says later on in this third chapter of Galatians that the law was there that so we could... Look forward to a coming Savior. Because under law, we realize, I can't do it. I'm condemned. And then I need to find the way God has provided. Because obviously, this ain't it. The law can't give me life because I can't keep it. So it makes me reach for Christ. Reach for the One who's coming. And that's what the law was there for. To make us realize, we can't do this. God is holy. We can't be holy without God's intervention. I need intervention here. Job said, I need somebody to uh, uh, speak on my behalf. I need somebody. I can't do this. And people who are going around saying they can, even if you're being saved and born again, you still can't do it without Christ, without the Holy Spirit. If you could, rip the letter of Galatians out of your Bible because you're walking on an angelic higher plane than everybody else. You're not. 
We need this letter because we can be moved from the place of fellowship with God, moved from the benefits of Calvary. Most are there now. There are people who share stuff on Facebook, social media, all avenues of social media every day, just little pages and excerpts out of books that, that are that are so-called spiritual books. They're not pointing anybody in any direction. If you're telling somebody just to trust God and, and don't be fearful and trust God, don't worry and trust God. That ain't helping nobody if you're not telling them how to trust God, where to put their faith. And that's got to be Christ and what He did at Calvary. You're not helping anybody by telling them what to do without telling them how it works. And what I mean by how it works is how God will give you that peace. How God will take that worry away. Just saying, God, I'm going to trust you. Take the worry away. I'm going to trust you. That ain't going to get the worry and the fear gone. The world's doing that. The church is doing that. But we got a letter right here. We got a Bible right here that teaches us. The anchor of our faith is Christ and what He did at Calvary. When we move it from there to cute little sayings, and most Christians won't even listen to broadcasts like this, because they think in the back of their mind, it would ne- well, a lot of them, it would even come out their mouths. God's going to take care of us no matter what we do because we're children of God. They know nothing about the Bible. Every time God's people in the Old Testament moved their faith from the sacrifice, He allowed the enemy to come in and capture them, make slaves out of them, or He brought plagues upon His own people. Not because He's a mean God, because He couldn't get their attention in other ways, so He had to go the long, hard way, send them through that, trying to get their attention because He loves them. Same thing happens for the church. In the letter to the church in Corinth, Paul writes, because many, because they don't discern the Lord's body, faith in the cross of Christ, many are weak, sick, and die prematurely. I promise you, most of the sickness in the church today is because people are not discerning the Lord's body. I didn't say all, but listen, don't take that and run with it. 99% of it is because they're not discerning the Lord's body. Hallelujah. I don't care what you say. I got a Bible. Hallelujah. So we get into this. You see, the curse is death. If you go back under the law, you're under the curse. Now, why is he telling the church here? Because it's possible for the church to do it. And again, we're back with that thought process of most Christians today that, man, when I once I've said the sinner's prayer, I'm in. I don't care what I do or don't do. I'm in no matter what. The Bible says, let no man steal your crown. Let no man beguile you. Let no man deceive you. If, if you, listen, to be told those things by God in the Word means those things can happen. The book of Galatians should be a massive wake-up call to the church. Have I been trying to help people when I didn't even know how to help myself? Have I been trying to help people get out of their messes by telling them I'm thinking about you or, or I'm praying for you? Listen, you need to do more than pray for people that's in a mess. You need to tell them to trust in the sacrifice of Christ for whatever that thing is in their life, Christ was crucified. It was that thing was nailed to the cross so they could place faith in Christ and what he did there and find deliverance. This church was moving away from faith in Christ. Moving away from it. And verse 1, if you look back, it says, O foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you. 
Do you know what that means? That means Paul had preached the message of the cross to them, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And their faith had been placed there to the point that that faith, Hebrews chapter 11 says, Now faith is the substance of what we're hoping for, the very evidence of things not seen. They weren't there when Christ was crucified, but their faith in the gospel was an evidence to them as their faith made it like they were even there when it happened. Because faith is your substance. Faith is your evidence. You understand that? I'm not talking about that or these things. Your faith is your substance. It is your tangible in the spirit substance. You can cling to Christ. You can, you can have faith that can be seen by your spirit man. Faith is substance. It's your evidence that you are saved. It's your evidence that God loves you. It's your evidence that Christ died for you. It's your evidence that you can make it through this day. It's your evidence. Hallelujah. Your faith, not if that changes or that changes, forget that. Your faith is your substance and your evidence. We need to learn that. On a day we're not feeling great and everything's falling apart, we've still got faith, my friend. We've got everything. God has made us rich by faith. We, we, we're rich by faith and grace and God's great mercy. The curse is death. And again, before we move on, Death for us is separation from fellowship. And if we're out of fellowship, we're out of the place where the benefits of Christ's death can be there for us. But He doesn't move Himself from us. He don't leave us or forsake us. But when we move our faith from the cross, we stop obeying the truth. God only works in the lives of those who are obeying the truth. Now, don't get me wrong this morning. God's using everybody and everything on the earth to serve Him. The devil is serving Him. But the devil ain't bearing no fruit for God. The lost world is serving God. But they're not bearing no fruit for God. I want to serve God with fruit of the Holy Spirit. The, the expression of Jesus. The fruit of what God is doing in my life. I don't want to be used like the devil's being used. I don't want to be used like the lost world's being used. Listen, I don't want to be used like the other nations that God would use to bring judgment against His people, but then He'd later turn right around and destroy them after He used them. I don't, and that's what's going to happen to the devil and the world. I don't want to be like that. I want to be one who's found in service to my God. And that only happens in the truth, my friend. The lost world's not in the truth. The devil's not in the truth. If you're born again, you're in the truth. And listen, you can walk in the truth. Now, you don't have to. But you have to fight the good fight of faith to walk in the truth every day. Daily cross. Daily bread. It's not a twice a week go to church thing. It's daily bread, daily cross. Praise God. The curse is death for the child of God. This experience, I've already said it a few times, is a separation in fellowship. Verse 11 says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident because the just shall live by faith. Now, I want to point out a couple things here. 
This verse 11 says, no man... Now, now we have Bibles. Can we just cling to the Word of God and accept God's Word today? No matter what grandma has thought or that preacher for 80 years thought, can I just cling to the Word of God? No man is justified by the law, here it comes, in the sight of God. It's only in the sight of men that men think they're justified by the law. Only men think that. Only in the sight of men do men think they can be justified by law. In the sight of God, you can't be justified by law. I got a Bible. I have a Bible, and I don't need to uh, go get some legalistic preacher to twist this I just believe what is written here for me to believe. Just like Jesus came along and said, it is written. And all he ever did about the Scriptures when he'd say, you've heard it said, but now I say to you, he just took it a little deeper. He didn't change any of it. He just took it into its deeper spiritual meaning, such as, you've heard it said, or it's written, uh, not to commit adultery. But I say to you, if you look upon another and lust, you've committed adultery. It was still the sin of adultery was present. He was just revealing it in a more deeper sense that it takes place before the very act happens because it's a heart issue. Amen. No man is justified by the law in the sight of God. If you want to keep going to those churches and sitting under those preachers that won't preach the cross, but just keep telling you what you got to do to be saved, what these three things you got to do to find deliverance from seeing that bondage, then you just go right ahead. But in the sight of God, you'll never be justified initially for salvation. And listen very carefully, you'll never walk the path of the just. See, that's why Paul stood up and rebuked Peter in Antioch, because Peter had gotten off the justified path. You understand that? He was justified, and because he moved his faith from, from the cross to the, the Judaizers and the legalizers, didn't mean he lost his soul, it just meant he left the path, and it is the path of the just. We're justified so we can walk the path of the just and experience the life of the just by faith. But we didn't justify ourselves. It wasn't by law, but it was by the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. That means the hearing of the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us. And maybe for our first-time viewers, I need to throw this out there. I want to start saying it all the time. There is absolutely no difference. You cannot separate the, the faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans ten seventeen, from the life we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave Himself for us, Galatians two twenty. If the faith that comes from hearing the Word isn't the faith of the Son of God that loved you and gave Himself for you, meaning if your faith is not in the cross, then, then faith can't come from you he, reading the Word. 
Your faith has to go through the cross for the Holy Spirit to impart the spiritual gift you need. That's what Paul meant. I can't wait to get to you and to preach the gospel. But Paul was such a man of God and on fire. He said, you know what? God said, no, Paul didn't say. God said, you know what? We're not waiting till you get there. We're going to go ahead and write this letter to them. And the letter of Romans tells them how to get saved. Everybody's guilty, but how to get saved and how to live for God where sin won't even dominate your life anymore. Think about that. Think about that. Paul wrote that letter to them. I can't wait to get to you, but until I do, here it comes on paper. I can't wait to get there and impart a spiritual gift to you. I can't wait to get there and preach the gospel. To who? To those people who are already saved. Wow. Something powerful in Romans chapter 1 verse 9. Paul tells the people there in Rome, he says, I serve God with my spirit in the gospel of His Son. You see, there's nobody serving God that hadn't got their faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Think about that. We're not serving God because we think we want to or we have a heart for the, the lost or we have a heart for the homeless or the hungry. Wait, listen, the only place that we can be found serving God is in the gospel of His Son, Jesus Christ. That's what God called us to fellowship with. The gospel of His Son, Jesus Christ, to fellowship with God through that. Think about that. Paul said, I serve God with my spirit in the gospel of His Son, Jesus Christ. And listen, don't take this the wrong way. The devil will tell you a lie. He'll tell you, well, that was Paul. This is different for us. No. The way Paul served, he's the one God gave the revelation of the cross. We need to look at what the Lord did in and through Paul. And if Paul said, I serve God with my spirit, meaning I couldn't before I was born again and had a newly created spirit now, hallelujah, in Christ Jesus, he says, I serve God with my newly born again created in Christ Jesus, my spirit now that's alive in the gospel of Jesus Christ, God's Son. Think about that. Something to think about for those of you coming back to the cross. But no man, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident because the just shall live by faith. Think about that. Nobody's ever found life in the law because the law doesn't give life. It's not a ministry of life. It's a ministry of condemnation. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, the ministration of death, the law. It had a glory to it, but listen, it had an end to it because it couldn't give us what we needed. Not that the law wasn't good, it was. Not that the law wasn't holy, it was. But it couldn't give us what we needed because our flesh was weak. We couldn't obey the law. Jesus did, but we couldn't. And here's a couple of scriptures for where this... Uh, it's come from, the just shall live by faith, and no man is justified by the law on the sight of God. Deuteronomy 27, 26 says, Cursed be he that confirms not all the words of this law to do them. And all the people shall say, Amen. If you can't do the whole law, obey the whole law, you're condemned. You're guilty. You might have said, I've never committed adultery. I've never stolen anything. I've never done this. But if you've broken the law in one place, you're guilty of breaking all of it. You're guilty. Guilty is guilty. There's no such thing as more guilty. If you're guilty, you're guilty. 
That's why on Judgment Day, it's not going to do any good to try to point across there and say, well, at least I wasn't like them. That don't work today, and it won't work then either, because guilty is guilty. Unbelief is unbelief. Hallelujah. And Habakkuk uh, chapter 2, verse 4 is where this scripture comes from. Uh, the just shall live by faith. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. The soul that's lifted up and thinks it's all high and mighty without faith in Christ is just pride. It's not upright. The only way that we can be upright before God is through the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's the only way we can be upright before God. Oh, glorious God. That's the only way we can... We can be alive and be able to live for God, trust God, have the benefits of, uh, of everything God wants for us to have is through faith, not the law, not the law of doing, but the grace, great, what God is doing. So just, I look this word just up, and it means, when it says the just shall live by his faith, it means to be lawful and to be righteous. The only way to be lawful and to be righteous is by our faith in Christ. The hearing of faith, not the, the work, not the doing of works. That won't get you anywhere with God. And yes, there are many works to be done, but they're all in Christ and they're not for salvation and they're not for sanctification because we've already been saved and sanctified through the blood of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1 and 30 says that He became, He was made unto us redemption. He was made unto us sanctification. That happened when we were born again, but the Bible also tells us we need to learn how to possess our vessel in sanctification and honor. That means learn how to live for God. Learn how to live as who we are in Christ. It does not just happen. No one has ever become a law keeper or righteous by being lawful, but only by faith. Because nobody can be lawful. As I said earlier, you might not lie today, but you're going to do something. You're going to look at somebody the way you shouldn't. You're going to get mad about something you shouldn't. And most of the time when we get mad, it's, it's pride. The majority of the time when we get mad about something, it's a prideful anger. Not a, a, a anger of a righteous indignation. Oh, bless God, we like to think it is. But most time, it's because somebody intervenes in my path, in my life, and in, in what I had planned, and that ain't what I wanted. And somebody jumps in there, gets my parking spot, jumps in there, get, you know, does something I didn't, I wasn't expecting, and there I get angry about it. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. Somebody intervenes, and you had your day all planned out, and er, there comes something. Oh, a little pride jumping up, because it's all about you, your day, your life. <laughs> We're all guilty. That's just the way it is. Under the law, but under grace is where we hear the declaration justified. It's where we hear the declaration not guilty. We get convicted by the Holy Spirit on an often regular basis because He is there for that. And don't listen to the Joseph Prince group of people who say the Holy Spirit doesn't convict us of sin. He does. Then listen, if He doesn't, 
You don't need the letter to the Galatian church because they were they stepped into sin. The reason Peter was rebuked by Paul is because he committed a sin. Several. We covered it in this teaching. Go watch the other teachings. He became a respecter of persons. He turned from grace and went to law. That's a sin. Do you understand today, my friend, if your faith is not in the cross alone, you're living in sin? You're serving sin. If your faith is not in the cross alone, you are serving sin. It doesn't matter if you think you're the most mature pastor, pre, pre, uh, a person in that church you go to. If your faith is not in the cross alone, you're a servant of sin as a child of God. And if you don't think you can be, just because you're not as bad as them and you're surely not as bad as them, you need to read the book of Galatians. You need to listen to these teachings. It's the Word of God. Are you not allowing the Holy Spirit to convict you? Do you know the Holy Spirit is trying, He is going to convict, He is going to convict every child of God who is not in the faith. They might not understand what's going on. The proof of that is what Paul did to Peter. The proof of that is this letter to the Galatians. The proof of that is John being moved on by the Holy Ghost to, to write seven letters to seven churches in the book of Revelation because there would be people who, when they read it, they would be convicted and faith would come again like it did Peter, like I hope it did for some of the Galatians, and they would move back into the place where they could benefit once again and profit and be uh, affected properly by the work of Christ in their life because it doesn't just happen by itself it only happens the move of God only happens by the hearing of faith when ministers are asked like they have been right here in our city or are you following the teachings of uh, the message of the cross or is, is that your focus and they say no I'm not following them I'm following the teachings of faith Kenneth Hagin and that sort listen that means their focus is not the cross their their faith is not in the cross they might say it is but it's not because their faith is also and that word also brings them under law Yes, we believe in the cross, but we also move under law is what you do. That's what you do. You don't know you do, but if it's yes, the cross and, or yes, the cross, but also you move under law. You leave the cross. This is helping somebody today. I feel it in my spirit. And I thank God for the opportunity to be able to share the truth and the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He is convicting His church today to get up and leave law, to leave those places that He never planted you in to begin with. He's not preaching the cross. You might even be in a church where you you know the truth, but He's not preaching it, and you want Him to. God didn't tell you to Stay there. Quit deceiving yourself. The move of God needs to begin with you being obedient to turn away from those who only have a form of power. How long are you going to keep sitting there? Mm. To be just is to be lawful and to be righteous, and that's what we have be become in Christ. <coughs> We've been justified by faith. And the just shall live by faith. Not only begin a life of faith, but the just shall live by faith. And Paul brings that out in the book, this same letter to the Galatians in chapter 2, verse 20. When we studied this, he said, let's look at it, it's right here, I am crucified with Christ. means he represented me at Calvary. Nevertheless, I'm here living right now, 
But yet now it's not I, but it's Christ now living in me and the life which I now live. Come on, somebody. The life which I now live. The, the, the just shall live by faith. That ain't talking about just got in to eternal life by faith. The just shall live right now. The life I'm living is by this faith or I'm not living any longer. I'm under law and I'm experiencing, even if it's in a deceitful, deceptive manner and I hadn't got one out of a clue it's happening, I'm under law and the ministry of condemnation is there. And if I'd just be honest before God, I'd, I'd be able to say, God, it just ain't working because under law, God ain't working. That's just you, that's your emotions, that's your feelings, that's an agreement with other people that you have that makes it feel so much more real. It's still not real. Listen, Muslims have, I don't know, what is it, a billion? They're still going to hell. Catholicism has millions. Unless they come back, unless they get saved through the blood of Jesus only, they're not going to heaven. The, the numbers that are there associating with you don't, listen, we don't live by what we see, what we feel, how we think. We live by Faith, and that's the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us. That means it's the faith of the cross. Or we're not living. So when Habakkuk wrote, the just shall live by faith, it was a prophetic utterance. That was also, it was for them in that day, because even under uh, law, in the age of law, the dispensation of law, nobody could keep the law then. But God had a sacrificial system, and through the blood, God dealt with His people. He's dealt with everybody through the blood. That's why the Lamb was slain from before the foundation of the world. So He'd always be able to deal with humanity. Had that not happened, he couldn't have created a people because he can't, he can't dwell, he, he cannot exist in sin. So he had to deal with the sin issue before he ever began. And always remember Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. He made known the end from the beginning. If you want to know what the end is like, look back at the beginning. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to quote verse 12. We've got about 11 and a half minutes left. We're going to quote this 12th verse and maybe talk about it for a little while today. But while I'm thinking about it, I really would hope and I really pray that the people who watch these teachings, they would do more on social media than hit the like button. That's, that's just you saying you liked it. What you really need to do is to get involved in the work of God is to sh hit the share button. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Let me remind you, God's word declares that th they that are Christ are not ashamed. They that are Christ are not ashamed. And that's why Paul said to the Roman church, I can't wait to get to you to impart a spiritual gift to you that I might have fruit among you as I have other Gentiles because I'm, with everything that is in me, I am going to preach the gospel. Why? He says in verse 16, because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Hit the share button. 
go back three days later on my page, hit the share button again. Somebody might have missed it today. Start getting involved. Let ministry be your focus. Of yeah, Somebody's got to hear this teaching. Somebody's got to understand this. We're not up here telling uh, war stories and talking about geography and history like a lot of folks do. We're up here declaring God's Word as it is written in truth. And you know what? Everybody needs to hear this. I'm not talking about a, a certain... This is not good just for some people. This teaching, this series, is good for the entirety of the population of earth. So do your part. Hit the share button. Send the finances to that address to help us keep doing what we're doing here at Crossway Church. There's the website. TheCrossWayChurch.com, the physical address, 610 Highway 59, Queen City, Texas, 75572. Somebody might, well, you don't need money for, you just don't, you listen, it's not about money. Listen, we got two AC units going out right now that's going to be in the thousands and thousands of dollars to fix. Takes money. You don't have AC, you don't have people coming to church. I guarantee it, it's 9,505 degrees in a room. They ain't coming. Well, bless God, they need to be more spiritual than that. Well, look who's talking. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we could meet out there between two pecan trees by a mud puddle in 110 degrees in July and August, but who's coming? Well, nobody. <laughs> Amen. I'm asking for your help today. Notice I didn't start with financial help. I started with just helping us share the gospel. Share the gospel. Praise God. Galatians 3.12, The law is not of faith. That is a powerful, powerful scripture that we need preachers to see and to understand. The law is not of faith. The law is what we do. Grace is what God does. And grace is by faith. The law is not of faith. That means, listen to this now, the law is what I do to get saved or to be sanctified or for the provisions of heaven, whatever that is. It don't happen by law because the law is not of faith. Faith is only by grace. Grace offered in my faith is, is the only way God works. God saved us by grace through faith. He didn't save us by law, my faith in the law. He saved us by my faith in Christ. And Christ offering His life by faith and grace got me that faith and grace. It's not a different faith and grace. You won't talk about that for a minute, do you? I'm glad you do. <laughs> Galatians 2.20, let's look at that and read it again. So we're going to start with faith, then we'll talk about grace. Because the law is not of faith, it can't be. Because the law is what you do. What do we, if, you, if, you, if you are thinking that you're going to be saved by what you do, even if it's a, a, a biblical act such as water baptism, if you think you doing a water baptism act saves you, you're under law. Because your faith is in what you're doing, not in what Christ did alone. Watch this faith. And what, we're, what these two scriptures we're going to read right now reveal to us that the only avenue for the faith and the grace we have has to come through Christ. Not just initially, daily. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. 
Not just a one-time act on the cross, Jesus did it, now I've got it and that's it. No, it's the life we now live. We live by that faith. I need faith daily. I need grace daily. There's only one avenue by which God bestows that upon us, and that is the blood of Jesus. Exclusively, watch this, faith first, we'll cover it. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. Right here on this earth, right now in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me at the cross. That's where He gave Himself for me. Now, if you want to turn over to Hebrews 2 and 9, where we'll see the avenue talked about grace. It's Jesus lived by grace through faith so that through His death, that grace and that faith could be our salvation and daily salvation and sanctification. Hebrews 2.9 But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. Why? For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that He, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Do you see the avenue by which grace comes? And again, not just by which it came to get you in the kingdom. You need that grace daily. You need that faith daily. Because we only live by that faith in that grace. So therefore, we confirm this morning, Luke 9.23, that Jesus said, If any man come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. In John 8.12, Jesus said, If any man follow me, he will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. But it takes the cross daily, faith in the cross, to have that light of life. And the Lamb is the light. Those that are not following Christ with their faith in the cross, meaning those that are not following Christ with their faith in Him as He is the Lamb, they're not following Christ. They're not following Christ. It's a vain imagination to think that you have faith and grace outside the cross. And I mean a faith right now. You may have been saved 40 years ago, but for, before faith and grace can be functionable in your life, even after 40 years of being in false doctrine, as a child of God, you must come back to faith in the cross before faith and grace can flow into your life again. All those who are out there in false doctrine, they're not living by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and, and gave Himself for them. He, they're living by law. In the Bible here it says, the law is not by faith. And the law, again, it's not the, just the Ten Commandments of Moses and all the ceremonies, rituals, and rites of Israel. The law is anything I tell you you have to do to be saved. Anything I tell you you have to do to be sanctified, delivered. I used to do that as a preacher. Years of law, preaching law. People come down the aisle crying real tears with a broken family. Lost our house, going to lose this, going to lose everything. We're on drugs. We need help, preacher. How can we get help? How can the Lord help us? And I'd say, well, are you in church every week? Or are you giving tithes and offerings? Or are you, are you doing these things? Are you doing these things? And I helped destroy those families because I placed law before them. And the law, the doing of anything, is not of faith. Faith is what saved us by grace. 
Faith is how we live now. But it must be faith in the grace of God offered to us through the death of Jesus daily. Not a one time and Doris Day comes along, case of rah, whatever will be, will be. That's garbage. If that's the case, God didn't know what he was doing when he called Paul to rebuke Peter or to write this letter to rebuke the church in Galatia or to get John to write the letters to the churches we read about in the book of Revelation. God just didn't quite know what he was doing. Well, I beg to differ with you. God always knows everything he's doing, and everything he's doing is perfect and without flaw and right. God has never said, you need to go this way, and the next day say, well, I I really meant to say this way. God knows every day you'll ever live. That's why he can't do any wrong. He's perfect. He wrote this book for you and I to be saved and so we could learn how to live saved, learn how to wear this full body armor of faith that we have, this, this armor that we're being equipped with so that when the winds of doctrine blow through town, they'll just blow right on past us and we won't be getting on the bandwagon anymore playing their song. We'll just be standing against everything. They're going to talk bad about us. They're going to talk ugly about us. They're going to tell us we're the ones that don't know how to have a move of God, but the move they're having is not a move of God. Because they're under law. If their faith is not in the cross alone, they're under law. That means they're not operating in faith. And God is not pleased without faith. Won't move without faith. Won't bring the effectual blessings and the profit of Christ without faith. And it's His faith, my friends. It's not just some faith that you have as the last day's church. It's His faith. The law is not of faith, but the man that does them shall live in them. We'll start right here next week. When we come back, don't forget to hit the share button. Be a blessing to the lost world. Be a blessing to the church who is out there struggling right now. Preachers are struggling right now. They don't know why their congregations can't get on board. It's because they're not on board. Pray for them. Help them by sharing these messages, encouraging them, posting your own things on social media. God bless you. We love you. And until we see you again, stay determined.